You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 42, how to create more time so that your teen can get a better life balance, be more organized, be more in control and have more time for the things that they want to, to be more intentional in how they are spending their time and enjoy their free time without the guilt that maybe they should be doing something else or should be studying. Plus, I will let you in to a personal secret of an ongoing time battle that I have going on in my head almost every day, just in case it might be happening for you or your teen too. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Well, hello, my very important parents. I am so happy to be recording this podcast for you today because number one, you know I love all things planning and efficiency. And number two, it is the perfect introduction and lead into my upcoming webinar, which is called Get Your Busy Teen Organized and Efficient in Their Study. It is a live webinar on this Thursday, 30th of March, and it's at 7 p.m. AEST, so that's Eastern Standard Time. So 8 p.m. for all of you on Eastern Daylight Savings, 5 p.m. in WA, 10 p.m. in New Zealand. And if you haven't yet registered and this kind of thing really speaks to you, then you can go right now if you are listening to this before or even on the day of the 30th of March. You can go to www.greattransformation.com forward slash organized. I am making the webinar for parents and students, so definitely have your teen watch along with you or instead of you if they are up for it or you can maybe bribe them to (laughs) because usually my webinars are aimed at parents because all of my trainings and coaching are for students, but I like to share a lot of the concepts and strategies behind it with you, the parents. So this will be a little bit different and I am super excited about it. Now, back to the podcast. Reasons why I decided to create this particular episode are firstly because I see so many students being busy, telling me how busy they are, feeling stressed because of how busy they are. And I totally get it. (laughs) I often feel the exact same way myself. And I will tell you more about that in a moment. But another reason is because one of the most common issues parents tell me about when they are wanting to enroll their teen in the 10-week grade transformation program is that even though we're only talking about an hour a week, their teen feels like they just don't have that time to be able to do the program. They are busy with homework. They have a part-time job. They have hobbies or clubs or extracurricular activities, community commitments or family commitments. 
and they're feeling overwhelmed and stressed already, which is likely the reason why their parent wants them to do the program so they can get more efficient and more strategic and more effective in their study. But they just can't face having another thing to do on their to-do list. So it really is one of those catch-22 situations where you just don't have the time to learn the skills or the strategies or the techniques. They're going to have you completing tasks more easily, faster, to a higher standard, which in course, in turn, is then going to give you more time. Time that you need in order to get those skills. (laughs) And without the skills, you're going to keep working in ways that mean you don't have enough time. So something has to happen in order to break that never-ending cycle. And I'm going to be sharing some ways that I hope can help make that happen for you and your teen in this episode. Now, another reason I really want to share this is that many of the ways to become more efficient and more productive also have students up-leveling the actual quality of their work, have them achieving higher grades and results at the same time. Because when they are more strategic in their decisions, more skilled in the way that they are actually studying, speed no longer comes at the expense of quality. They speed up and their marks go up. And then the third reason that I really want to share this is to hopefully help with any stress and overwhelm that your teen may be feeling around having too much to do or not enough time to do everything they have to do. Because I want to offer that stress and overwhelm is not caused by the number of things on the list to do. It is caused by your teen not knowing how they're going to get it all done, not having a clear plan or a proven strategy to get it all done in the time they have available. Because we can have a lot of things to do, but if we know exactly what we are doing and we know how to do them and how to do it in a given time frame, that isn't stressful. It's not the things, it's not the amount of things, and it's not the time. It's not knowing how, how to tackle them, how to get it all done. And you know, I love the how. (laughs) So that's what we're going to get into today. How to be more efficient, how to feel more in control of time, and actually then go on to create more time. So here's that personal secret that I promised you. (laughs) And this is just another reason that I'm keen to talk about this with you today. It's my most recurring, let's call it unintentional sentence or mantra that runs through my head most often when I have a lot on, which, let's be honest, is most of the time (laughs) because I like to give myself a jam-packed schedule a lot of the time. And that is, I don't have time for this. As soon as something goes wrong or doesn't go to plan or I have something added to my list that I wasn't expecting, my immediate thought is almost always, I just don't have time for this, for this not to be working. I don't have time for figuring out another way. I don't have time to Google how to fix something and I don't have time to do it all again. And so ironically, let me tell you, because some people might say this is actually perfectly fitting. (laughs) This literally happened to me as I was sitting down to plan out this episode. Now, we've been moving a lot of our business stuff and work systems over to Google Workspace. And basically, I couldn't find my podcast planning file, either in the old folder 
or in the new drive. I kept searching and looking through everything. I went through the trash folder and the bin. I went back through everything over and over. I was typing in file searches, even typing in names that I knew the file wasn't called. <laughs> looking in folders I knew it would never be in because, you know, all of the things that we do when we are getting desperate. <laughs> and with every search, with every scroll, louder and louder in my brain was that sentence, I don't have time for this. I do not have time to be scrolling and going and finding and searching through everything and worrying about where this file had gone. Because, of course, I already had a string of other tasks that were all scheduled into my day afterwards. And after ranting and stressing to myself, I shared this update of I can't find this really important file in a totally not calm way with my husband. And of course, him being the calm one, he went through the Google support or the help or whatever it was. And of course... We found the file and I had to go and then get quietly, sheepishly back to planning the podcast. So I really just want to tell you that I get it. And I'm here sharing these things, not professing to be an expert in calmness and having time totally managed. Because remember, we can't manage actual time. We can only manage ourselves and our tasks annoying. I know. (laughs) I am sharing this as an expert in often feeling like I don't have enough time and sharing with you the strategies that have helped me and that I train students in that I know have helped them. And so that if you use these with your teen and they have more time then for other things in life aside from their study, or so that they can actually spend the time they want and they feel like they need to in their study, or that they can go and do the 10 WGT if they want to, but haven't had the time. And I also want to offer that I'm not predicting that everything is going to go perfectly and smoothly for your teen all of the time if you start enacting these strategies. But what I would love for you to consider is if they just worked at a 50% level, even if these half worked, what would that mean for your teen's amount of free time for their life balance, for their confidence, their mental health, their stress levels, feeling more in control? Okay, so the first and in my opinion, the most important strategy is to plan. Planning their time and tasks and planning the exact steps that need to go into completing each task. Now, planning what you will do and actually produce in a given amount of time is what I call scheduling outcomes. I talked about this in detail in episode five of the podcast, so I will link that up in the show notes for you. And it is what I train students to do in Catapult 2 of the 10-week grade transformation program in the throw out the to-do list system. Because what I see so many students doing, what I used to do years ago was make a big long to-do list, which does go some way to helping because it gets everything out of our head and onto paper. But then What tends to set in is the stress and overwhelm of now having paper evidence, being able to see everything there is to do. So there is another step that is needed after this. The key is to break down those items into the sub-steps, if you like, that will actually get each thing complete and then schedule when those will get done and give each one a time frame. This is why it is so important that your team knows how to study, how to tackle tasks, how to dissect a question or an essay title. If they just have write English essay 
on a to-do list or a planner, it doesn't mean they know how to do it. It doesn't mean they know how long they need to spend on it. So they need to know not just what they have to do overall, but exactly what actions or steps are involved, how to do them, and then exactly when they're going to do them and in what time frame. And here is what so many students tell me. I don't have time to make a plan. And as all of my next level coaching students will tell you, because they've heard this from me so many times, if you feel like you don't have time to make a plan, that is the alarm bell, that that is the exact time you must make a plan, even though it goes against all of our instincts. Like when students have to write an essay under timed exam conditions, and they just feel like they need to start writing their answer. They don't have time to make a plan, but a plan will make everything faster, smoother, and very likely higher, better quality as well. And it is the same for homework, assignments, any other study. If we plan out everything in absolute details, there is no room for confusion or tangents. It might take 15 minutes of planning and 45 minutes to then get it done. But if we just try to start working on something and figuring it out as we go, it could easily end up taking us two hours to get that done. And I know from talking with so many of you as parents, you see this happening for your teens all of the time. They end up taking twice as long on something as you feel it could or should take. And likely that's true. You are most likely right. Just because they aren't working as effectively or as efficiently as they could be. Now, what if they get stuck? What if there is something they don't know how to do? What if they discover that one of the action steps is essentially missing for them. Now, this is the beauty of making the plan because they will then see this within those first 15 minutes, not when they are hours into something and then potentially have to go back and backtrack or realize that their investigation isn't quite on focus or what have you. They can address any issues from the start and do that strategically as well. In fact, I should mention that in the webinar that I'm running this Thursday, 30th of March, mark your calendars, get registered. I have a special attendee gift for everyone who attends live. It is my six steps to getting unstuck flowchart resource. It literally says, have you got this? Do you know this? Can you find that? If so, go to the next step. If not, here's how to get it or how to find it. And here, if you get stuck on this is the exact question you now need to go ask your teacher. So definitely come to the webinar to get your free copy of that. My six steps to getting unstuck. Now, the next thing is, let's say they have the plan. Let's say they've got all of their outcomes scheduled. Here's what often happens next. There will be some things that it is time to sit down and do, and they just won't feel like doing. Let's say it's 7 p.m. on a Wednesday, and they're supposed to be writing the three body paragraphs, very precise, very specific, for their essay. And even though they know exactly how to do it, so I'm presuming here that they know the how for these things, they know how to analyze, they know the three steps of analysis, and if they don't, then get them into the 10WGT, because I will give them how to analyze, how to write summary notes, how to revise effectively, how to identify command words, how to actually evaluate all of the hows. (laughs) But even if they know how to do it, they maybe just won't feel like doing it. Now, some of you have teams who are great at this. They can get themselves motivated. They have a strong work ethic. And for some of you, that may not be your teen's 
strong suit, let's say. Now, I am not any kind of motivational speaker. I'm not a teen mindset coach. But here's what I do tell students often when I'm in class with them or when I'm doing relief teaching rather than the coaching. I tell them, training yourself to be able to do things you don't really want to do. And that's, I should say, when they are things that will produce a positive outcome. I'm not talking about succumbing to peer pressure here or anything like that. Doing things that are going to give a positive outcome that you don't really want to do is one of the greatest skills that will set yourself up for success in life. So it is an opportunity to practice and hone and strengthen that skill. Just one way that I like to share to look at these things. Now, one way to help with this is to make sure that within their planning, they do plan in some breaks, a brain break after 45 minutes or an hour, maybe some dedicated time that they actually have allocated to scrolling on their phone, having some downtime before they need to go to bed. Don't just have back-to-back study because then there is no reward, there's no respite when they do get the task done, when they are on track. And it also means that because it is part of the plan, they then can actually enjoy that time guilt-free without feeling like they should be doing something else that's on the long to-do list. That's how things used to be. Now, the other thing that will likely happen is that they're going to get distracted while they are trying to work by notifications on their laptop, by picking up their phone, by checking emails. That's always the sneaky one that also gets me. We tell ourselves that checking emails is productive, but it's just taking us away from what we're supposed to be doing. Basically, by doing anything else that isn't the task that they should be doing. It might even be unloading the dishwasher if you're lucky, (laughs) just joking, or even just starting on a different task. So they have to remove distractions, no excuses, phone out of sight, out of reach. If they say they need it for something, they should have those files or info or whatever in their device or to hand as part of their planning and then get rid of and turn off everything else. Put the do not disturb sign on the laptop, whatever it takes. And I promise that having a planned amount of time to spend on a specific outcome will be a huge help here. Because if we're just working on an essay with no end time in sight, no point at which we know we're going to get a break, that is when distractions are, let's say, even more enticing. (laughs) But if we know, hey, this is just for 45 minutes, and then I get my three paragraphs done in that time or whatever it is, and then we have a specific end point to work to, we can stay more focused in that time. Because also there is now a little bit of a race against time. Especially if after the 45 minutes, that's their time to do whatever it is that they actually want to do. Now, I just mentioned there about starting work on a different task as a point of distraction, because it's something that in the moment feels like it will be more fun (laughs) or maybe something they're just more in the mood for. And this is called task switching. It could be a case of multitasking if they're trying to do a couple of things at one time, but that is also just task switching, but in little microbursts of attention. And there has been so much research done on how much time we lose by doing this in terms of how much time it takes for our brain to go from one thing and start getting in the zone of another. And it is sneaky But it's crazy how much of a difference this makes. So much so that I actually do do a full example of this in the 10WGT. And over a course of a week, it easily adds up to hours. And multiply that over a term 
And it is ridiculous the amount of time that is being wasted. Time that could have been spent on fun or relaxation or having more time to spend on the essay instead of rushing it. Or of course, on that one hour a week for the 10WGT and getting all of the skills that'll make everything faster and easier too. Just saying. So schedule outcomes, break down and plan every task, remove distractions, don't task switch or multitask. And then two more that I want to share that are a little bit less obvious. That is making strong decisions and being willing to say no. Now, if your teen is anything like me and they like to think that they can do it all, (laughs) and can sometimes be a bit of a people pleaser by saying yes to a lot of things, to doing that extra shift at work when their boss asks them, or to playing for the team in that extra match, or to going to that social event that they probably aren't even that much looking forward to, or even something like saying no to doing the nice fancy front cover for that science report. The things that aren't actually going to make any difference to their result, but they feel like they want to do. Because when things are busy, they need to know what is going to give them most bang for buck. And they also need to know that none of this is forever. Saying no might just be for a couple of weeks. And then finally, I want to mention making strong decisions. And this means making an informed and strategic decision and sticking to it. Whether that's a decision on when they're going to study and what they're going to study in that time, like we mentioned earlier, and not switching, or it's selecting which topic they're choosing for their history inquiry, let's say. So make a decision based on sound reasoning and strategy, and then stick to it. Now, we can't make a strong decision if we're uncertain about it in the first place. So again, knowing what is required and how to do it is important in doing this process. But we waste time and brain energy if we end up negotiating with ourselves or being indecisive or even changing our minds after we've decided on something. If there is not a good reason to change something and not feeling like it is not a good reason, then they need to stick to their plan. So this could be changing their mind about what they're going to work on. It could be that students start a project or an assignment or a storyline and then partway through they decide that they'd be better off doing it on a different topic. So they either have to edit what they have or scrap it and start again. Much better is to have the ability and skill to make informed and strategic decisions on what topic will best allow them to achieve the success criteria in the fastest, smoothest way to their highest possible standard and doing that from the outset and sticking to it, which kind of brings us nicely full circle back to the planning, strategically planning tasks. And if we're not taking the time to do that, whether it's actually what needs to happen or even what topic they're going to choose, there's a bigger chance that there's going to be a restart, a lengthy tangent somewhere or some other time-consuming detour along the way. And of course, all of these things put together can have a huge impact. Definitely check out episode 24, where I talked about the skill web for a bit more on that if you would like to. But here are the skills that we've talked about today. Planning so that tasks are clear and time scheduled, sticking to that schedule even if they don't feel like it in the moment, removing all distractions, not multitasking or task switching, and then making strong strategic decisions about a task in advance and saying no to some things even if it's just for a short period of time. All together, 
these mean your teen can create hours of time in their life. And that is not the only thing they're going to create. They'll create a feeling of calmness, of being more in control. They'll create discipline and focus, plus a greater awareness of themselves and their study and how they study. And so if you would like some specific proven strategies on doing exactly that in their actual study, the practical hows, the real life examples and actions and how all of this can be done whilst also increasing their results, raising the quality and sophistication of their work, making things faster, more efficient without sacrificing grades. In fact, it does the opposite, then make sure you or your teen or ideally both of you together come to the live webinar. Get your busy teen organized and efficient. You can get my special attendee gift that I mentioned, the six steps to getting unstuck, as well as, of course, the proven strategies and some bonus advanced tactics that I'm going to be sharing. It's going to be super practical, jam-packed. If you haven't already registered, go right now. If you're listening to this in time to www.greattransformation.com forward slash organized to save your seat for free. Now, you only need to register once for you and your teen if you're going to be on the same device watching together. So whatever it is that your teen would like more time for, they can create it and achieve even bigger and better results as well along the way. So I really hope to see you both at the webinar on Thursday, and I will see you back here next week on the podcast. Have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week Great Transformation Program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.